there's just been such a move away from in office. And the idea that you can just be picking talent from 70 different places is pretty amazing. There's a revolution taking place right now. Talent and intelligence are equally distributed throughout the world, but opportunity is not. The talent economy, the idea that at the center of work is the talent, is the individual. The way we work has changed forever, and highly skilled talent is demanding flexibility around the way they work and the way they live. This podcast brings together thought leaders, staffing experts, and top talent to talk about the evolving nature of work and how companies can navigate these changes to remain competitive, drive innovation, and ensure success. Welcome to the Talent Economy Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Labby, Chief People Officer at TopTalent. A decade ago, having someone else handle your grocery shopping was a luxury reserved for Hollywood's elite. However, in 2012, Instacart emerged with a revolutionary same-day grocery service accessible to all. Instacart steadily gained momentum with each passing year, establishing itself as a prominent player. However, in 2020, amid the COVID-19 pandemic, Instacart truly skyrocketed, becoming a household name as families turned to the service as a vital precautionary measure. Today, this convenience extends nationwide as buyers across the U.S. and Canada can effortlessly order groceries from an extensive network of over 1,200 retailers spanning over 80,000 locations, all conveniently delivered straight to their homes. In 2022, U.S. food and beverage sales surpassed $800 billion. And in 2023, a projected 158 million Americans will purchase their groceries online, which is nearly half of the total U.S. population. Instacart is recognized not just for its market power in the e-commerce grocery market, but for cultivating a thriving company culture. In 2023, they ranked on Comparably's list of best places to work in the Bay Area and were awarded a Great Place to Work certification for 2022 through 2023. Today's guest is Christina Hall, Chief Human Resources Officer at Instacart. Joining as Instacart's first CHRO in 2020, Christina plays a key role in shaping the company's approach to culture, talent development, recruitment, and more. Based in San Francisco, Christina has over 20 years of experience working in HR for tech leaders like Facebook, LinkedIn, and Intuit. I'm excited to hear how her exceptional experiences have shaped her HR philosophy. Welcome, Christina. It's so fun to be here. Thanks for having me. So easy question to start off. What is one thing that you can't go without in your Instacart order? Oh, well, that, that is an easy one. Um, for me, it is always bubbly water. I'm totally brand agnostic. I love LaCroix, Pellegrino, bubbly, you name it. It's always in my court. I think the one thing in my Instacart order has been ice cream. Mm. The opposite of healthy, not like your water, but I'm going to go the other. I'm a, I'm a sweet person. So yeah. But you know, the recent study has shown that ice cream isn't so bad. (laughs) I'll take the Ben and Jerry's or the, uh, Hagen does any day. Life so. is short. So I'd love to touch on your background in law as someone who me personally uh, majored in poli sci and thought I was going to go to law school. So I find this very interesting. Yes. So moving from legal to HR really is usually kind of unconventional in a career path. So what led you to make that switch? 
Yeah, uh, it's a funny thing. I mean, that was one of those cases where a mentor really helped me see something that I probably wouldn't have picked up on my own. I was the executive compensation attorney at Intuit, and I was doing lots of work with the HR team and lots of work with the compensation committee. And the CHRO at the time, Sherry Whiteley, came to me and said, hey, you're you're really good at this, this stuff and the, all the pieces that relate to HR, would you think about being an HR person? And I was like, well, no, I'm an attorney. And, and she was like, well, you can do both. And for some reason that hadn't really occurred to me. It was very much the, you know, yes and moment. And so the rest is history. I've, I've maintained my law license and been able to do HR and, and be an attorney all this time. Oh, wow. So you still do both. I, I do. I'm in technically. I'm a member of the California State Bar. My day-to-day work is really HR, but I have those little moments of being lawyerly. So I know you've been working in talent at very high-performing companies like Facebook and Intuit for over 20 years. How have you seen the talent landscape change throughout your career? Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I think is really a change for the better is the sort of uh, deep weaving of diversity, equity, and belonging ideas into the fabric of HR and how companies are run and how they think about their culture. And at the different companies I've been at, whether they call it DNI or diversity, inclusion, and belonging, or whatever label you give it, it's it's so much more than it was when I first started out, which is like very much relegated to employee resource groups and like a a nice to have part of HR. And I think we've really gotten to a place where almost all leaders acknowledge that sort of having a diverse workforce and a diverse perspective helps companies be more successful. And that's just a part of the everyday work that we do. Yeah. When I joined TopTel almost five years ago, we're a global company. So we're in 70 plus countries. We've never had an office. So when we open a job, we open it anywhere because I just want the best person. I don't care if they're in San Francisco or Toronto or Brazil or Russia, wherever they happen to be. It's just the best talent. Being culturally diverse is also amazing. And, you know, maybe one day we won't have to have these separate DNI departments. It's just part of the fabric of who we are. I mean, what you point out is another big change. I think that's become even um, sort of a change of the last few years post-COVID, which is of not having an office, like sort of moving beyond the physical workspace and the idea that you can just be, you know, picking talent from 70 different places is pretty amazing. You know, I, I would say that feels like a much more recent change because with COVID, there's just been such a move away from in office. You know, our CEO clearly thought about this early because from the day one, there was never an office. So when COVID hit, it wasn't so much of a pivot for us. I mean, it was because people were having their children at home and having to get them on Zoom classes or daycares were closed. But for us, working remotely was already part of who we were. So it sounds like your CEO was really prescient, but I think once COVID hit, all of a sudden everybody got religion. 
Absolutely. Prior to Instacart, you were the chief people officer at LinkedIn. How did working with such a major staffing and recruiting resource impact your view on talent management? Well, it was really fun because, you know, being the chief people officer at LinkedIn meant that I was sort of the number one customer. Everything we did, I would be talking to our sales team, our engineers, our product people about how it really worked for their customer, which was me, you know, talent acquisition, HR, all, all of those pieces of the puzzle. It made it fun because sometimes that meant I would be thinking about potential acquisitions and how what those companies uh, would bring to the table would help an HR team. Or it might mean meeting with our customers, LinkedIn's customers, and talk about how I'm using a product that then they're going to buy. And you're working with people all day who are really thinking about the work that HR does, which is is a great place to be. It always helps when you believe in the brand. So Instacart, you're there now and you use it. When you talk about, you know, being in the workforce for a long time and being a working mom, the benefit of Instacart and our vision of sort of giving people access to the food they love and more time to enjoy it, that's something that I think any working parent can deeply understand when you're running late, getting home, need to put food on the table. Instacart really solves that problem. If the groceries are sitting at your doorstep when you come home, I saw that coming in. And then during COVID, I actually have a a daughter who at the time was about 19 and her fancy internship in an office had fallen through. And so she became an Instacart shopper. And it was sort of an amazing thing because she told me she was going to do it. She signed up online, her background check cleared. And by the next morning, she was shopping. And that was also an aha moment for me of of like, wow, the value of the gig economy and, and how then I could see both sides of Instacart, the value to the customers and the value that our, that our shoppers get out of it as well. Absolutely. You came in as their first CHRO, I believe, in 2020. Yeah. So why did Instacart feel that this was the right time? And you know, what steps did you take to establish and define this new role? Well, I think part of why Instacart felt it was the right time was we were just booming when COVID hit, you know, all of a sudden, everyone who might have thought a trip to the grocery store was no big deal. It was like, you know, put on your rubber gloves and your hazmat suit. So Instacart's business was through the roof. We also needed to staff up very quickly to meet all those needs. So I came in at that huge inflection point and getting here, some of the things that I did were probably, you know, makes sense to any HR leader, sort of looked at the different functions that were being run as separate silos. Recruiting was one function. HRBPs were another. Our workplace team was working separately. DNI didn't really exist here. And so I, I started to put together sort of a complete 
HR people team and think about how we could work together to really make this a better place for our employees. When I took the job at LinkedIn, um, we had a wonderful CHRO before I started and I had been part of building that org, but it, it had been in place for a while. And here it was kind of a neat chance to sort of start from the ground up. And so you recently evolved Instacart's core company values. Yeah. So it would be great to hear more about the impetus behind the refresh and how these new values tie back to your mission. As an HR leader, I'm sure you understand like it's so important to think about how can you articulate the key things that are really exemplify what the company's culture is. And so in refreshing our values, um, I worked a lot with our one of our founders, Max Mullen, and he and I really felt strongly. We didn't want to create something out of whole cloth. We just wanted to better articulate what some of the crucial elements of, of life at Instacart were about. We thought through that and sort of talked through our values. And I, I guess number one, as I, as I mentioned them, I'll say we also have this really deep love for food and perhaps a bit of a bizarre love for food puns as well. So when we were thinking about how we articulate who we are, we wanted food to be a part of that in some way. And, and some of those values, I mean, one of them is roll up your sleeves. And, you know, in my mind, I envision sort of someone who's digging into bagging groceries or rolling out a pie crust, but roll up your sleeves, put some elbow grease into it. And that's really what makes Instacart. Like people like put sort of energy and have grit to get hard things done and working hard together. Another one is serve generously. It's the idea that, you know, part of what we do is really about a customer obsession and wanting our product to be something that feels great to every person who's ordering groceries. And we want that to be sort of emblematic of what happens when you order, but also part of being an employee here. So everything we're doing is about serving generously. Those were two of the key values that we really drove home. Another is go far together. You know, it's it's about how we work together as a team to try and, and achieve great things. So what would you say is unique about the culture at Instacart? You know, I think that there is a uniqueness in the scrappiness of what we do. When we talk about roll up your sleeves, you know, groceries are a, a business that requires timely action. You know, nobody wants their ice cream to be sitting on their front porch for too long. So you've really got to think about how you're doing things well and quickly. And to make those things happen well, everyone has to work pretty hard together. The backbone of that is is really like a trustworthiness. You know, we need to rely on one another to be sure we're doing the best work we possibly can. And that trust shows up in a bunch of different ways. A, a big part of what we talk about with our with our values is the underpinning of like, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. 
And I think it's something that in my own life, I've really seen how trust can be sort of an ethos that underpins great values and allows for really good work to get done. And and the trust allows you to know that you're all going in the same direction. Yes, exactly. You have each other's back. Yes. And it's something you build up over time. You know, Reed Hoffman, one of the co-founders of LinkedIn says, um, trust is consistency over time. And so the longer you work with people and with every interaction, you're building that relationship and that trust. Absolutely. So in addition to the Instacart employees, then you also have more than 600,000 independent contractors. There, there's a few things that, you know, we really think are important about the value proposition for our shoppers. And one of them is certainly flexibility. You know, a lot of our shoppers really love what they do for us because they can do it as a side hustle or when their kids are at school. Um, and there's sort of that ability to make it what you want it to be. There's a commonality to our approach to, um, remote work. We call our approach flex first. And we let people choose whether they want to come into the office or work from home, um, be, you know, in close proximity to the office or be somewhere else. And that that flexibility is sort of important to both our employees and our shoppers for sure. So how do you ensure that the company's cultural values then extend to this huge group of shoppers out there? We try really hard to ensure that we're treating everyone with respect. And, um, you know, we have a number of perks that we can provide to shoppers and we think about how they can be compensated fairly for the work that they're doing. Um, we also do the same thing for our employees, of course. And another big part of our employee process here is a lot of transparent communication. We have weekly AMAs with our executive team where we share information out to our employees. And we try and be really clear with our shoppers as well um, about any information they might need. We use an app to share information with them, and then to update them when we might make changes to our policies or any benefits that they might be able to receive through any of our different shopper recognition programs. I mean, as a side, we just finished our company shopathon, where basically our employees then pick up batches and do the work of our shoppers to sort of you know, be in their footsteps and see what it's like, because then we can go back and redesign our product or think about how the app works. So it's easier and better. And I mean, all of us who've done shopping trips, you always really learn something amazing from the process and you gain such an appreciation for all these people who are out there sort of making Instacart work. Um, we hear a lot from shoppers is sort of that, that serve generously, you know, value I talked about when a lot of our shoppers and they'll come and talk to us, like we do panels and things like that. They really enjoy the interaction with customers. You know, you, you meet people who aren't able to do their shopping or who are older and really appreciate the interaction. And that's really a win-win for both the customer and our shopper. A lot of the times they feel good that they're able to to bring someone the groceries that they wanted. Yeah, I bet. 
So I want to go back and talk a little bit about the remote workforce and the hybrid that everyone's had to kind of adjust to. And I know that you all define yourself as a flex first company. What is flex first look like and what tools do you have to support your flex workers? Everyone is a flex worker, essentially. This is a bit of a constantly evolving space because we want to create something that then continues to be a positive for our employees. And so we're always making small tweaks here and there. But right now, the way that it works, people can choose to work where they would like to work and they can come into the office if they'd like to. We also provide a budget for what we call jams. Again, a nice little food pun. Once a quarter where teams can get together to do work together of the type that, you know, you just can't do as well via Zoom. And that might be brainstorming, that might be offsites and team building, it may be sort of larger action oriented projects, we kind of acknowledge that remote is so good for us in so many ways, but every once in a while, you do need to have those in-person connections. So those jams are sort of one of our silver bullets, if you will. Um, The other thing that we really think is important, and this goes back to our emphasis on communications, we have once a week an Ask Me Anything that's led by our CEO and the exec team, where we'll just take questions from employees and people can submit any question they'd like employees upvote and downvote the questions real time and we answer them. So we have this moment once a week that's that's really about sharing information. And I think that helps a remote culture feel more connected. We're, we're also sort of emphasizing something we're calling carrot days because we're carrot is our company symbol. Um, and so once a month, those AMAs sort of stretch into an all hands, which is a longer meeting with a bit more presentations on that day. We'll do the presentations from the office and lots more people actually come in and sort of watch in person. So that's our sort of the latest tweak on our, our flex first model. You know, especially with remote work, people like to take breaks or have, you know, time to themselves. You know, at TopTel, we offer, for instance, um, core team members get a sabbatical break after five years, those type Great. of things. I think you have something called a four-year fill-up four program. Four-year fill-up, yes. So after four years at Instacart, we give people four weeks off um, to really take, a, you know, have the chance to refresh and rejuvenate and spend time with their friends and family. And it's it's been a huge hit. Of course, people love it. In addition to that, for our employees, we have a take what you need vacation policy because we, we really want people to be able to take vacation when they need a vacation. And so that's something that we offer to all of our corporate employees. I think that, 
you know, taking care of people's mental health is just super important. And the toll of sort of um, COVID-19 and just the crazy world that we live in it is a lot for people. So we offer a pretty robust benefit from Spring Health that allows people access to, you know, online therapists if they need it, as well as all the other health benefits you might expect. We have Frankie Health. So we do something like that too. So oh, great. yeah, absolutely. And then I also heard something about company-wide self-checkouts. <laughs> yes. Well, self-checkouts are just where we look at the calendar and sort of figure out if there's a chance that we could give everyone the chance to unplug and that happens the week between Christmas and New Year's. And I think it's, you know, everyone who's ever been at a place where the company all takes time off together. Wow. It's such a breath of fresh air to come back to an empty inbox after right. time away. And we've really, we found that that is just a benefit that our employees love. So we also do that uh, at, at various different times. We took an extra long weekend over 4th of July and Canada Day this year. And we sort of look for those opportunities to give people a chance to take a deep breath because we, we really are rolling up our sleeves and working pretty hard a lot of the time. So it's nice to have those moments and, and know that people are going to come back, you know, raring to go. Yeah. You come in and you don't feel like you have to check anything while you're gone. Cause nobody should be sending you any messages. It's a great feeling. Dreamy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So we're getting close to wrapping up. So there's two questions that I ask all of my guests. So the first one is I am an avid reader. Um, so I love to ask my guests if there are any books that have positively, you know, impacted your leadership, things you recommend to your team. Kenji Yoshino wrote a book called Covering that talked about how sort of everyone has something about themselves that they may be covering to some degree. And it's just a different way of thinking about issues of difference and how to create environments where people feel like they can bring their whole self to work. And he's a really thoughtful guy and the perspectives and examples that he gives, you know, helped me really think about DNI in a different way. Um, I'm also a really big fan of a guy named Sean Aker, who's a um, happiness professor from Harvard. And he's written a lot about the power of positive reinforcement, which I just, I believe really deeply in. So his book, Big Potential, was a, is a very positive one. So those are two that are sort of like more in the HR space. I mean, I, I think that um, Carol Dweck, and, you know, all her ideas around the growth mindset are, are yeah. super valuable. Um, but I think lots of people talk about her. So I wanted to mention a couple that are maybe a little off the beaten path. I haven't heard of those books that you read. So I'm excited to write them down. And then my last question for you is what has been your proudest moment as a leader? Wow. 
You know, I, I feel very proud about some of the transitions we've made it through at Instacart. We made the transition two years ago from one of our co-founder CEO to bringing in our current CEO, Fiji Simo, um, to lead. And, you know, it is a big transition to go from a, a founder CEO who'd been here for 10 years and not only sort of landing that transition smoothly, but also building up a rapport with Fiji so that we could think about what her messages and platform would be as she stepped into this role. And, you know, we work together on a bunch of her ideas and what they might become. And now that she's been here two years, we're really sort of making some of these things happen. Since before she started, she talked with me about how she wanted health to be a real focus of her work here at Instacart. And, you know, much like I, I told you my story, about being a working mom and the importance and the value of Instacart. Um, she struggles with um, immunocompromised condition. And so she was really thinking about how the delivery of healthy foods can make a difference for so many people. And that's been something that we've actually brought to fruition here. It's neat to see that play out. And it's, it's felt very satisfying to me as an HR leader. Well, Christina Hall, Chief Human Resource Officer at Instacart, thank you so much for your time and insights today. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to The Talent Economy. I'm your host, Michelle Labby. You can find much more information about The Talent Economy on staffing.com and toptel.com slash insights. Hubs for bold, comprehensive content featuring business thought leaders and authoritative research focused on the future of work. Roll up your sleeves, put some elbow grease into it. That's really what makes Instacart.